0: Welcome to the Out of the Bubble podcast. My name's Rachel Peru. Join me as I share a weekly dose of midlife inspiration, where you get to hear from amazing women who are embracing life and leaving a trail of inspiration along the way, breaking down the midlife stereotypical barriers and proving it's never too late to find new passion and purpose and to step out of your bubble. So what's stopping you? So welcome back to another episode of Out of the Bubble podcast and I am so excited today for today's guest Donna Ashworth. If you don't know already she she describes herself as a social media Wordsworth and her poetry um, about all things related to womanhood is just absolutely beautiful and so relatable and every poem I read of hers I'm like oh my god yes how has she written this down on paper is exactly what I'm thinking. So I am really looking forward to finding out how this all started because her journey to doing what she's doing is a very new thing, a uh, lockdown and the pandemic through a new life situation starter and um, has kind of created this magical um, poet and I can't wait to, share, wait to share her. So as I said in my introduction I am so excited about today's guest so welcome Donna Ashworth, how are you? I'm very well thank you for having me. Oh, I'm, I'm delighted that you said yes to this conversation and I can't wait to get stuck in. But my first question, I ask all my guests, if you were to describe yourself today in three words, what would they be and why? Okay, um, I would say peaceful,
1: um, loving, and um,
0: joyous. I'm going to go for joyous, my favourite word, joy. Perfect, I love that. And I think... You know, you, you you you're in Scotland now, aren't you? Whereabouts in Scotland are you? So
1: I'm right in the middle. Um, right. We're looking at it on a map, but we're ki- we're kind of in the countryside. We're right next to the hills, so they're right outside my window. Oh.
0: The Oakle hills. So yeah, it's the central region. So peaceful and joy springs to mind at that at that particular area, anyway, doesn't it? it? Definitely, and it makes such
1: a difference to your you know nervous system never mind emotions or anything else but it it calms your nervous system to be close to something that's as big as a a range of hills or water you know you're next to something uh landscape wise that is so very full of nature it's it's a good thing
0: are you am i right in thinking that you moved there just before the pandemic so
1: i'm from here
0: yeah I
1: haven't lived here for a, for a good 20 odd years but my husband me and the kids moved back although my husband is English we moved back in between the lockdowns so you remember the first main lockdown yes then it all sort of uh, opened up a bit and then we went into that period where it actually you know it, it lasted for a long time we moved in that period um we did it really quickly
0: <laughs> <laughs> Has it, was it something that you wanted to do for a while or had the it no. kind of made that shift happen? Yeah, totally pandemic related.
1: I think it's, I mean, we always travel back three or four times a year to see the family or they come down to see us in Manchester. And as soon as that was taken away from me, as soon as I was told I was not allowed to go home, yeah. that's when I thought I need to be home. Um, in case this is going to be a change in the world or in case this happens again, you know, I cannot be far away from family. So it was it was one of these things that happened, you know, all in its own steam. So my mum sent through an email with the house. I opened up the email. We were not thinking about moving. That was yeah. not my mum just loves looking at houses. That's what she does for a living. She, you know, she buys and flips. So she sent the house. I looked at the house and I said, oh, my goodness, that's my new house. Oh, wow. And within a week, we had the house, and our house was on the market, and
0: we moved. That was meant to be, wasn't it? Meant to be, absolutely. <laughs> and up until that point, am I right, right in thinking that you hadn't really started this this journey into into poetry, or you had been doing a bit quietly, but I not really
1: put it out there? I had. So I started the page and didn't put my name to it, or didn't put my face to it. Nobody mm-hmm. could. It was called Ladies Pass It On. And my idea was to have a nice group for women. Um, and as it got bigger and bigger and bigger, I started realising that actually uh, when I shared some quotes that I had written, because I used to share other people's quotes, you know, the ones that you see going. Yeah. And then I shared a few of my own without a name on it. And, and they resonated. So then I started to just sort of, I was writing articles for my own little blog called Ladies Pass It On. And the articles were very much health and, you know, um, I started touching on some um, emotional and mental health topics very sort of tentatively. And then I realised that actually the deeper I got, the more feedback I got. And so I started sharing more. And then I started sharing poetry and that had happened just before the pandemic. But when the pandemic hit, I thought, do you know what, I'm putting my face to this page and I'm, I'm, I'm coming online now because people are connecting, people are searching for something and I'm searching for something, so I'm going to make it. And that
0: was when it really started to to snowball. And how, it's interesting that that you didn't at first put your name to it, so was that partly kind of that imposter syndrome where you're protecting yourself a bit? Or were you? Totally. Totally. I think I was really embarrassed,
1: and and when I did share a couple of things, and obviously people that knew me knew it was my page, yeah. and they would text me and say, "Are you all right?" <laughs> I'd be like, I'm "Totally fine." You know, this just because you say something really deep, people automatically think you must be feeling that right now, or you know, uh, you're 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 waving for help. When really what I was just doing was sharing how we feel sometimes, and. Um, trying to sort of say it's all right, you know, I can be happy and I can be really down in the same day. And it doesn't mean that, you know, that's the place I'm in. It just means I'm experiencing life. Yeah. Um so I was embarrassed at first and I didn't want people sort of that I knew connecting it with me. If I if I could have just done it anonymously from family and friends, I would have. And then I realized this is really positive. There's no reason to be embarrassed about this, you know, let's
0: just go for it. And I did. And you certainly did. And for anyone that doesn't know your poetry, where have they been, firstly? Um, But secondly, how do you describe it to to people? Because, I mean, it's just so relatable. um, Thank you. It's very,
1: very simple. Uh, Some of it isn't even poetry. If you're looking at it technically, you know, there's all sorts of uh, mixed styles in there. I didn't even really think about styles when I started. I just wrote things down that I thought other people might resonate with. And I steered away from sort of in depth imagery or complicated imagery and, you know, giant words. And because I wanted people to not be bamboozled by my cleverness, but to hear the words and go, I feel like that, or I felt like that, or I know someone. And so it was not about my poetry as much as here is something I want you all to feel. And if you feel it, you know, let's say I. And that was what was beautiful about it is that everybody connected over it rather than saying
0: your poetry is amazing. It's about this is how we all feel. Yeah, exactly. It is that relatability. I read your poems and think, wow, she's just hit the nail on the head exactly how I felt at a certain moment in time. <laughs> and you did kind of get sort of thrown into the arena really quite quickly, didn't you? Because lots of celebrities started following you and, and promoting your work. And so how did that go from being kind of, from being the the person that was hiding behind your work to suddenly be thrown into the public arena. Yeah,
1: it was, I mean, I struggled at first uh, with putting myself into a situation where I had to be seen and speak. Yeah. I remember doing my first live and I was so nervous. I was I was sweating and I was, you know, I had dry mouth and I stumbled over my words and... um. The first time, I hadn't done anything like that for so long. And we were in lockdown. We weren't seeing people. And then I think about, so I started, the, the reason I did a lie for the first time is because I got a call from this morning and they said, would you come on? And immediately I went into panic and I yeah. thought, no. I, can't. <laughs> I said yes. But in my mind, I thought, I, I'm not, I haven't practiced speaking to people. I've only ever written things and posted them. I had self-published a book by then, but I thought that I need to practice this. In the end, I didn't go on this morning. But what it did is it started a chain of events where I opened up and said, "Right, come on, you will have to do this if you want people to read your books. You're going to have to tell them about it." So um, once I started, it snowballed. You know, in my past, I've been a singer, I've been a performer in childhood and through early life, so. It is there somewhere, that ability mm. to harness the nerves. I just had to remember it um, and get it back. But but then when it started getting to the point where celebrities were um, endorsing it and things, for me, that's just so positive because they have a huge audience. Yeah. So that's an audience that, you know, I then have access to all these lovely, shiny people. That um, So I just see it as, you know, glorious. I don't care who you are. If you enjoy the words, you know, I'm over the moon that
0: you're that you're following or buying a book. Amazing, and people are using it, and and uh, you see it on social media everywhere and on blog posts. And and I love that people are you're opening up conversations for women. I think that's one of the yeah. key things that I found about your work is that it opens up conversations. I've had lots of conversations in my own Facebook group about some of the poetry that you put because it's that. Women need to talk and share these experiences more to make change, don't they? Absolutely, absolutely. And there is nothing,
1: nothing that cannot be brought out of the darkness into the light by talking about it. Because the minute you bring it out, you're shedding light on it, literally, you're showing it. You know, it's no longer a pile of clothes in the corner that looks like a monster in the dark. It's just a pile of clothes on a chair. And we can all go, I understand, I feel the same. And then suddenly you're laughing about it, even though... pain might still be there depending on the subject we can find commonality and we can find humor and we can find connection and that just makes everything better. And I had a feeling that there was no topic that we women especially could bring out and find the humor in and find you know the the almost find the little bits of joy in it. It's trying to find little bits of joy in the worst places. If we can do that
0: every day I um, call oh, what a difference it makes yeah. Have you always been a writer? What I know you mentioned singing um, previously but what, what was your career before leading up to this?
1: I've had a million I've never found anything that fit quite right I, I Until was, now uh, Until now I was a professional singer from about 19 to about 23 mm-hmm. and I did cruise ships and um, and I did cabaret and things like that I was yeah. in an hour tribute And then then I wrote my own album with two guys. We had a little band and we actually got signed for this album. And that's why I moved out of Scotland down to Manchester. But it didn't work out. There was no internet back then. The music industry was awful. You you got chewed up and spat out Mm. and we were chewed up and spat out. And I ended up sort of staying in Manchester. Um, And then I decided I would never sing again. That's it. I'm never singing again. I hate it. And so I went into, by by default, a magazine industry, which I was very lucky. To, again, it was all very organic. I was offered the chance to start this magazine in Manchester with no previous experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did. And then I went on to have some of my own. And then I met my husband and we moved abroad to Azerbaijan for five years and we had some magazines there. Oh, wow. And I know, it's a long story. And then it, when when we pregnant with my first son, we moved back. Um, and then we bought a children's play center. Uh so for many years that's what I did. And then when my second son was born, sort of when he was about three or four and he started nursery and whatnot, I started thinking, no, this is not enough. I need to do something creative again. I feel I'm just a mum, which is a terrible thing to say because we all know how you know how much that actually is. But you do search for something um. And I also wanted to see if anybody else was finding it as tough as me. (laughs) I'm like, is this really it? There must be more. This is too difficult. You know, we have to do this all day, every day. And no thanks. And we wake up the next day and it's repeat. There must be, we must be able to get off this treadmill every now and again. So that was where the page
0: came about. And that was how it all began. So the inspiration for your work now Is it through meeting different women and the conversations that you have, or is it all kind of a mingle of of past experiences and observations? Where does the inspiration come from? I don't don't even know. It comes from my head, and my
1: head gets it from everywhere. I'm not a hugely social person. I like to socialise, but I like to spend a lot of time at home, and I will say no to more invitations than I accept, simply because I find it exhausting. Um, but I listen to all the people who follow the page and I read the comments and I read the messages. So now I think a lot of it's probably coming from them. But I've always had this overactive stream of nonsense in my brain, over-emotional, over-anxious, over-sensitive, you know, all of the overs. I'm always saying all of the overs. And uh, it's been a really hard thing to live with my whole life, hence the mental health issues and the yeah. eating disorders. because. If you cannot calm that anxious mind, it's not a nice place to live. So now I've found something to do with that stream and I can get it all out and it it can help other people and it helps me. So I found something quite magical indeed, but I don't know where it comes from. I've had it since childhood. I've always had this dream that saw the world quite big picture. And uh, I used to feel things far too deeply. It didn't have to be my pain, you know. It could be somebody on the other side of the world, and I would not be able to let it go, and I would not be able to get over it. And it's a, it's a hard way to live. Yeah,
0: but yeah, so this is well, I suppose the writing's always been part of your therapy, then hasn't it? It's
1: been a totally. Yeah. It's a daily therapy. It's a daily therapy. Um, and sometimes you know when I'm not in a good place, the things that I write, um. Can be quite different, you know, and and you can you can kind of see where I am in my mind. I can write very magnanimously and very accepting and very positive, but I'm not a naturally positive person, so I have to work at the positivity, which is why I have I do write these things because I'm constantly saying to myself, "Come on, come on, come on, look for the good, you know, look for the peace and." Um,
0: so, it, yeah, it is. It's a, it's
1: a real source of therapy, definitely.
0: But how difficult is it then if you are having a day when you're not feeling 100% and you're still writing and it's quite a negative, how does that feel? Does, is that Do you have a battle sometimes with it? You step, yeah, do you, I do. Do you step do. away from it when you get to that point?
1: Definitely. And some days I'll come on and do lives and be all, you know, uh, 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 wanting to connect, and other days I will just take a back seat and um I never plan it if I plan it I don't do it that's for sure Mm. so I wait until the mood (laughs) hits me um and uh some some days I allow myself the horrible days you know just to go and uh, quicker you know rather than later I'll start laughing at myself and how ridiculous I'm being in a world that you have such a lovely life um but you have to allow it don't you we can't all be Positive all of the time, and it's about allowing all of that and not putting yourself down for having those days, and and not always being great and sometimes being awful.
0: Yeah, I think sometimes there's a lot of pressure on women that feel like they can't give themselves that space to just be yeah. in that moment and step away from it, and it's about boundaries, isn't it? And making it's sure totally that you listen to totally and connect to your body.
1: Yeah. And I'm trying to share that with the kids, you know, I'm trying to be quite uh, open and honest with them and say, I'm in a really bad mood. And I don't know why. It's not your fault. It's not dad's fault. It's nothing. But, you know, I keep bumping myself every time I walk past a door and everything's irritating me. And, you know, because I want them to sort of realise that that's all right, um, as long as you're not taking it out on the people around you. And the quicker you admit it and sort of,
0: you know, get it out there, the quicker it dissipates. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Have you noticed a difference then? Have you got, have you, has your opinions perhaps changed on, on some of the subjects that, that you've started writing about over the years that you've done it from the start yeah. to, to look it back now? Yeah, definitely. I read
1: some of the, the very first poems that I've written, poems, essays, uh, and I think, ooh, bit harsh (laughs) or um because you do you do change your opinion you change your own mind you know and I'm a real believer in that you know you can't be responsible for for who you were then all you can do is say we all changed this is who I was that's fine but now I think this and you know and then we're constantly moving on and growing aren't we
0: yeah
1: and a lot of what I wrote then was quite um. I was really reaching above the parapet, you know. Help! Uh, I, you know, I don't like this constant treadmill of bigger, better, mm. more. Um, I don't, I don't want to keep moving house to a bigger house and get bigger cars and you know have bigger mortgages and all that. I don't want to do that. I want yeah. to just say, you know, we're here for other reasons. We're here, you know. That that's not important. And. And hope that everybody else would say, actually, I feel the same. Can we just admit that we're never perfect? And you don't always have to have your hair done and you don't always have to stay in shape. And you shouldn't have to feel that you can't age and get older and yes. you know get fatter. And because that's ridiculous. You know, it's a full-time job taking all of that on. And you're not giving yourself to the stuff that's important. So but I do, I definitely do see differences from the from the early. Early stuff.
0: Early album. <laughs> first album. <laughs> and what about because obviously when you first started you self published? Yeah. And you it has you know, you said to yourself it's been an organic journey. Yeah. And now I'm a writer, thinking it's you're in the hands of a publisher. I am, yeah. How's that journey been? Because I'm guessing at some point you've had to let go of some of the things that you were in control of. I, ha- I did. And um it was it it's all so
1: quick you know this whole thing has only been two years I Mm. I, I released my first self-published book in the pandemic in the summer July so it's only two years isn't it just over and then another one three months after then another one four months after and then I was signed to a publisher black and white publishing who are wonderful Scottish publisher but they have bonnier books which is worldwide so um And at first I thought I'm not going to be able to check my sales every day because that was my little fun thing at the end of the night. You know, how many people have bought my book? It wasn't about the money. It was about there are, you know, 50 people sitting with a copy of my book today or whatever. Um, So I can only do that now for my first books. They're still mine. And my new books is completely in their their hands. And I don't know anything about anything. What, What you do get for that, though, is you get a fabulous team of people to come up with beautiful covers, to make sure the print quality is amazing, yeah. to get it in the bookshops and um and that is worth so much more than the you know the little bits of control that you might have to to give away. So it's gone really well. I, I, I love really, how
0: you, you've just embraced this whole yeah. kind of new world. Yeah, totally. And I'm learning every
1: day and I still don't have a clue what I'm doing (laughs) I know that I enjoy it and I know that I love it and I know that it's positive and that's you know
0: that'll do for now that'll do. And when you were younger when you were kind of school age 15 16 what were your aspirations compared to where you are now what were they completely different? Yeah I
1: wanted to be a singer or a lawyer Right. And, but I always, I always loved to write because I had a few things published in the yearbook and um, the paper. So I remember really enjoying writing, and I remember enjoying poetry, and I love to write songs. And I found a couple of diaries actually about three months ago, and they were they were full of poetry, and I oh. I don't remember that. And when I look at it, nothing much has changed. Obviously, the subject matter was very much love, and you know. Uh, not having control to do your own thing and all that but the style and everything you can see you know you can see it that it's me um so I always enjoyed the writing but I always thought I would be a singer because I had this burning message I wanted to get across so I put message in my songs and it was before the internet you couldn't share it with anyone you had to get an album out you had to be signed um, and i was so frustrated that because i thought the world needs to hear this you know back when you were young that's this is what i'm here to do i've, I've got a message to get to the world that's what i used to tell myself
0: and it's interesting because <laughs> i'm guessing you know, when you were at school poetry wasn't you know i know when i was at school poetry wasn't classed as cool was it, it oh no i was, was never cool subject. yeah, yeah. but it
1: seems cool. to
0: me people like you have made it cool though i think now it's been a definite shift hasn't there in poetry <laughs>
1: Very much. I'll take
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> you have. It's. It's. You know. Today's society are much more open to to poetry than perhaps you know when yeah. I was younger. Definitely.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think that the pandemic changed that as well. Because when when we had nothing else, we still had words, and we searched for things to explain what was in. our... you know, we were completely upside down and inside out, and we searched for things to ah, that's it. That's how I'm feeling. And so that's where I came in because I was just providing that every day. It was helping me. And other people were going, yeah, 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 that's exactly how I feel. And so we had nothing. We only had words. That's all we had during the pandemic. You know, we couldn't go and see people or do anything. So I think that really kick-started it and I can see it coming back around again. And I think when we were kids, um poetry was well, you had to analyse it. Do you remember yes, analyse yes. one point for a whole lesson yeah. and maybe more? What are they trying to say? What 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 does this mean? And you could take anything from it. And I think that my stuff is there's you can really only read it for what it is. But, you know, I'm not trying to fool you into thinking, am I talking about the world or am I yeah. talking about the tree? Um and it's really simple. And some people will say to me, I don't want to insult you. What I love about your poetry is it's really simple, and I take it as the biggest compliment because it means that they've seen past what it is and they've connected with it. Yeah, um,
0: yeah so I think as you said earlier, it's it it's how your poetry makes people feel. Yes, that's the difference.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's I suppose that's cool in any day yeah. somebody's connecting with it. It's like music, isn't it? Yeah. We all connect with music. It's a lot easier to connect with music because it's a lot of your senses, you know. Um, but um, yeah it's, I, I do hope it comes back around and, and has a bit of a place
0: Because I don't know how you do it But you do have this ability To, to reach into the souls of, of women uh, And I really think Oh my god that is exactly how I can't put that down in paper How I'm feeling but Donna's <laughs> just done that And you must get inundated by women Contacting you saying exactly the same thing So how does that make you feel Are you really proud of what you're doing Are you owning that now I am, but
1: I don't think about it like that because when you start thinking about it like that, you start, it's hard for me to explain this, but one of my favorite things to tell myself is never, you know, attach your self-worth to something that moves, a talent, a dress size, you know, uh, you know, a job, a career, whatever. Your self-worth has to come from some somewhere something that will never change, i.e., your soul, your body will change, your face will change you can lose your hair, you know, you can lose your mobility. You might be a dancer who can't dance for some reason. So you must. So what I try and do is what I do with everything and look at it. Big picture. When people tell me, Oh, you know, amazing. Wonderful. I I take it as being the the flow of the energy. That's amazing. That's wonderful. I I don't think me. Oh, I'm amazing. I'm wonderful. No, that's not going to happen. It's, What they're what they're congratulating is this thing that has arisen where women have become connected and we're all feeling the same way and we're starting to talk and that's that's how I take it because you would become you would become I don't know it would it would affect me I think if Um. I thought about it as me you know I might start feeling pressurized or I might start you know then you've got imposter syndrome which is real and you know rife in us all. so I really appreciate all the the compliments and everything, and I take them. I never bat them away because it's, it's rude. Don't yeah. do that. You know, accept what someone has said. But I put it all back into the big energy circle, if that
0: makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. That's a really good I... way of looking at it. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. And talking of change, you know, you, you and I, I think, are a similar age. So how are you feeling about the kind of ageing process and the changes that you're going through? Um, because you do have that channel to be able to express it through your poetry, but... Is it something that kind of you're more conscious of
1: now? Oh, I think I've been conscious about it for 20 years. Mm -hmm. I have dreaded getting older since I was 30. You know, I've been watching for wrinkles because for me, it's always really uh, I've always had a really tough time with body image, um, self-esteem. And a lot of it has been connected to the way that I've looked over the years. I think the music industry did it to me. Well, I did it to myself trying to be in the music industry at a time when, when you know, there was no internet and you, it was Britney and, you know, all of that. And I, I had a mu- music I wanted to get out there. So I was trying to sort of conform. I got skinnier, I got blonder, I got, you know, more and more this. Um, and it's taken a long time to unpick. And now I'm 47. And uh, I am determined to just go with it and let it happen, you know. I'm not doing because I have done Botox in the past. Mm. In fact, I think because I had a magazine, I had Botox when it was first came out because they were right. on me up and say, said, We've got this new thing, do you want to try it? And I was 29, and I went, Absolutely, loved it. <laughs> and don't
0: get me wrong, I think anybody should do anything. I do, I agree. I think if, if it makes somebody else feel better, absolutely. We're not
1: here for long. We're not here for long. Enjoy if it makes you happy. But for me, it's different. It's like I can't go on a diet now because I've been anorexic in the past. The minute I, when I say a diet, I mean a healthy diet. Like, oh, I'm going to take away gluten because as I get older, menopause, it will help me. I can't do it. The minute I start to deprive myself of anything, out comes the old. You know, it's too dangerous. I can be. So for me, it's the same. The minute I start changing anything, I start going into this cycle of, you know, why am I changing it? I'm not good enough. I yeah. should be able to still be me, but have wrinkles and get older. And people should look past that and see, you know, you can still be attractive and lovely and you can wear whatever you want and do whatever you want with your hair. But this pressure that they put on us to fight the aging yeah. and, oh my goodness, hasn't she got old? She's let herself go drives me yeah, me too. how do, of course what, yeah. what, it's a full-time job fighting you know mother nature and if you've got time and you want to do it great it doesn't make you happy for the right reasons but we should not be judged for it that's as, as that's that. I'm at. so I'm determined to enjoy it I'm determined to be one of these women that you know um is peaceful and you can see the smiles from years and years of laughing and I want to do it gracefully and disgracefully and, you know, happily
0: most of all. So let's see. Yes. I'll try. watch this space. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously you've already mentioned that the poetry is going kind to of be a therapy and a great place for you to express yourself. But what about, how do you actually switch off? Do you, what do you do in your daily routine to help you kind of balance that out?
1: I play Scrabble with my best friends in LA and my dad on the phone. Yeah. You know, little Scrabble, I yes. love it. I watch the, the most rubbish TV at night so that I can completely switch off um, anything. When I say rubbish, I'm not being rude, but you know what I mean? I don't yeah, watch I don't, you watch don't have to think about. I watch Married at First Sight and I watch, you know, anything. Because, but also I like to watch people, so that's actually really fascinating. Yeah. I watch 90 Day Fiancé. I watch, you know, um, I, and I just let myself be. I do a lot of lying around in the evening. You know, I always say to my husband, you know, after six o'clock, my brain is off. Yes. Um, And that's really, really, I have to do that. It's yeah. just the way that I work. I can't, I can't keep going and going out every night or going to this and going. I, I'm so in admiration of people that can, um, but it's not me. I have a social battery that needs a lot of charging and I do a lot of sleeping.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, it's about listening to to what works for you, isn't it? Which yeah. I think you get better at the older you get, actually.
1: Yeah, it's resting is very much doing. You know, I can't I can't emphasise that enough. It's really important. It's almost to be congratulated if you if you if you were shattered one day and you say I'm going to go and have a nap because I can. Well done, well done. If you've managed to fight the you know the to do demons, I call them the tasks. Yes. It looms up behind you going, you know, you could be doing this, you could be doing that. Um, it, it's really important.
0: And do you have a plan now? Do you have a kind of the next five years mapped up, you know, uh, work-wise, or are you still just going with the flow, seeing what happens?
1: Just going with the flow. I've got three
0: books coming out
1: uh, in three weeks' time. Nobody wow. ever released three books on one day. <laughs> I don't know be why... a busy week. <laughs> I don't know why I've done it, Rachel, because... <laughs> I'm now competing with myself three times yeah. for the bestseller slot, and I have enjoyed the whole. Oh, can I get to bestseller slot? There is a part of me that has loved to see that because it is very satisfying. You can't, you can't attach too much importance to it. But anyway, I, I, I managed to get a Sunday Times bestseller with that's it on the wall there. Yay. With I knew, and now I'm competing with myself three times for the new boots. Yeah. So
0: will you be touring with that as
1: well then? Will you be out and about touring? Um, There is talk of it. It hasn't been set in stone yet, or dates have not been confirmed. But we're definitely looking at doing some book signings up and down. Um, I I just don't know quite how that's going to work and when that's going to work. But it is definitely, hopefully, going to happen. As long as people want to come, I will definitely
0: go. Oh, I'm sure I would. I definitely would. Yes, I hope pass <laughs> I'd i love to someday.
1: meet you. Yes. I did one. I did one. And oh, it was so nice to meet people. And some of the names I know from, you know, just years and years on the page. Yeah. And I can't look at profiles. So because I'm a page, technically a business, I can't click on you and look at you yeah. like i do on Facebook. You know, oh, who are you? Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. And you can find out little bits about people in a nice way. But I can't do that. Um, I can only see the tiniest little, you know, yes. thumbnail of your face. So it's, it was just a pleasure and a joy to actually meet people and hear their voices. And I started a group now on Facebook. I, it, I opened it up yesterday and it's got... Oh, brilliant. So
0: what's that
1: called? Cool? Donna Ashworth Group. <laughs> right, brilliant. <laughs> really inventive title. Um, and I thought, wouldn't it be nice for people on the page to share with everybody in a private group that you know we can be a bit more uh, uh, connected in? So that's five thousand people I approved yesterday because I'm wow. trying not to let any bots in, you know, yeah. any trolls. Yeah. So I have gone through and just checked, you know, the date of the page and and you know.
0: Yeah, that's hard the, work in itself.
1: So there's 7,000 there now and already people are sharing their own poems and their own, you know, pictures. Oh, and I love that. So it's really nice. So I think I'm going to enjoy that.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It's been absolutely a pleasure talking to you. The last question I ask all my guests is if you were to pay yourself a compliment, what would it be? Um,
1: I would say, well done every
0: single day you try. Love it. Thank you so much. And how can people find out about you? Have you got a website?
1: Yes, again, another inventive name, com. <laughs> nice and easy. No need for
0: anything else when you I like easy. One. Yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, thank you so much. Um keeping you. what you're doing and for, for sharing what you do, the work that you do, because I know that it touches so many other people's lives. So thank, oh, you, thank you for so having much. me. I really enjoyed it. Pleasure. Thank you, Donna. Take care. Bye. Bye. Well, I don't know about you, but listening to Donna's just made me feel a little calm and peaceful. And also that just shows you about tapping into that inner creativity that's inside you, that you might want to start a new project, you might want to start just journaling, but just doing it and seeing where it leads, because you just never know what paths and turns it might take. And just starting something and uh, sharing your creativity is a wonderful thing. And I absolutely am a huge fan of her work, as I'm sure you can tell. So I'm going to leave you with one of my favourite poems from her book, To The Woman. To the woman who is slowly fading away. To the woman who has lost her spark. To the woman whose get up and go has well and truly gone. This is for you. This is to remind you whose daughters you are. This is to remind you that you don't have to be everything to everyone every day. You didn't sign up for that. Remember when you used to laugh, sing, throw caution to the wind. Remember when you used to forgive yourself more quickly for not always being perfect. You can get that back again. You really can, and that doesn't have to mean letting people down or walking away. It just means being kinder to you, feeling brave enough to say no sometimes, being brave enough to stop sometimes and rest. It starts the moment you realise that you're not quite who you used to be. Some of that is good, some of that is not. There are parts of you that need to be brought back, and if anyone in your life is not okay with that, they are not your people. Your people will be glad to see that spark starting to light up again. So if you've been slowly fading away, my friend, this is the time to start saying yes to things that bring you joy and no to the things that don't. It's really pretty simple. I will be back in a fortnight, but in the meantime, keep being fabulous. Thank you for listening to the Out of the Bubble podcast. I hope it's left you feeling inspired. If it has, why not come and join a fabulous group of women in my free Step Out of the Bubble Facebook group, where you can get to connect with other women all at different stages of their own midlife journey, supporting and inspiring one another. You can also come and say hello on Instagram, at RachelGrewRom. I'd love to know how you intend or how you are already, stepping out of your bubble in 2022. If you're loving the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Your support is much appreciated. I'll be back next week with some more inspiration, but in the meantime, keep being fabulous.